Welcome to the Kosafa Show with Mark Gleason and Nick Said. Welcome to our latest episode of the Kasafa Show, where we have part two of the exclusive interview with the South African Football Association President Danny Ordan, as he discusses the country's bid to host the 2027 Women's World Cup. We will also hear from CAF President Dr. Patrice Motsepe as he encourages Kasafa members to dream big and shares his vision for the future of the game on the continent. But first, let's hear from Danny Ordan on why he believes South Africa have a strong case to host the Women's World Cup Finals in four years' time. And then let me ask you about the Women's World Cup. I mean, obviously, we are still developing in terms of the, of the big nations, but what, what do you hope for Banyana in Down Under in uh, July, August? Well, I think uh, it is the second consecutive World Cup. There are about 80% of the players who are going for the second World Cup have been there in France 2019. So they must be over the jitters and a little more experienced. Uh, we want them to go to the second round. But even that second round place is going to be a challenge because they're up against Sweden. Sweden is uh, in the top eight of the FIFA ranklist. They're up against Italy. Italy is also ranked above them at number 18. Uh, and Argentina ranked above them at 27. Banana is number 54. So uh, there's a gap of 30 places between them and the rest in their group. And therefore, uh, we have to give them enough opportunity to be able to, to deal with the challenge that they're facing. It is very, very important. Uh, I think that we have a chance to go through to the second round. Unfortunately, one of our best players and, and one of the best players in the world of women football, I think, is Tembi Khatlana. And she's recovering now. She started uh, playing lightly and... and and she still have until July. And if she can come back to the team together with uh, what is the development around the team now, uh, I should wish she should have a good team to go to New Zealand and, and make it to the, to the second round. And in terms of your travels around the country in your Football Association president capacity, what, what have you seen in terms of what this Banyan achievement has done, particularly winning the Cup of Nations for ladies in Morocco? What has it done for the growth of women's football in this country? Well, uh, there's an explosion. There's a revolution of women's football in our country. Uh, and we, we see... Now we have, of course, with uh, the Masepa Foundation has launched uh, school sport, but more importantly also for girls at primary school. We said they must play at primary school, both boys and girls, and at senior secondary school. And uh, um, last week we had a meeting where both the Minister of Sport and Minister of Education uh, together with uh, Masepa Foundation, the president of CAF was there, and the chair of the foundation, uh, Precious Malloy Monsepe. And uh, the request was made to the government to regulate, to introduce regulations for Wednesday school sports. Like old days. Like old days. So if they can bring about regulations that on Wednesday afternoon, the girls and boys, primary school and high school, will play school sport, including football, I think then... Uh, we can be hopeful that women's football will achieve even greater heights. Now, alongside that, we want the, well, the Hollywood bets is there and the 
Sassol is a main feeder of 144 team le- uh, leagues with 144 teams. And then the Hollywood Bet with 16. We want to increase the Hollywood Bet teams to 18. And one of the things that uh, we want to have further discussion with the league, with the PSL, is the regulations from CAF that when the next, uh, uh, next season enter the Champions League, then they must have a women's team. And so we said we are quite prepared to discuss whether we open up two more slots and see if there is an appetite for uh, some of the top clubs to enter a women's league in the Hollywood Bets. If we can get that, then I think the Hollywood Bets League will have all of the big brands in football uh, and that will open the space for greater commercial opportunity, greater broadcast opportunity, and then also a bigger pool to select uh, Banyana from. Now, that must be placed in the context of our bid to host the 2027 World Cup. So when you look at this, you said one of the things that has happened in world football, if you look at uh, the first men's World Cup, was 1930. The first World Cup in Africa was 2010. And you can see it's almost 100 years later. And as a result, what has happened? The gap between South American football, uh, because it was World Cup of South America, Europe, South America, Europe. I used to say it's home and away for Europe and South America. But the gap between football in, in South America and Europe uh, in relation to Africa and Asia is a gap that is now impossible to close, both from a competition standpoint as well, but more important from a revenue point of view. From the global revenue for football, 80% goes to Europe. Uh, so Africa is on the margins. Now, if we sit back and do nothing, and the same pattern emerges in women's football, we are going to struggle to close the gap between Europe and Africa and South America in women's football as well. And, and so our point is that Uh, we are going to present the proposal. I think we have all the necessary requirements, regulations that we can meet. Uh, we've hosted a 32 men's World Cup. FIFA wants a minimum of eight stadiums. We have 10. They're all world-class. They're all seater. Uh, they have the experience of having hosted uh, a World Cup. So we, we, we want to have a strong burden to hopefully secure the rights for a Women's World Cup on the African continent because that will inspire, will invigorate and strengthen African uh, football uh, for women on the continent and close the gap rather than allow, uh, again, the pattern to repeat itself. Europe uh, hosts all the, the Women's World Cups also. So that is why we said no. In the interest of the promotion and the acceleration of uh, global competitiveness. Because that is what FIFA wants. They want, they say, football must be truly global. We must increase the global competitiveness of football throughout the world. And uh, Arsene Wenger submitted a report where he looked at the global competitiveness of each and every federation. And when we see that women's football will not performed badly at all. In fact, uh, South Africa is recognized as one of those countries that has done remarkably well in women's football. And so to further accelerate, strengthen uh, this trend, we are going to launch a strong bid for the Women's World Cup. Uh, and, and that's where it's located, uh, that Africa must deliver a World Cup winner. And I think uh, Africa can deliver a, a winner for, of the Women's World Cup long before the Men's World Cup. Uh, of course, Morocco made it to the semi-final. 
But I think it's going to be quite a challenge for Africa if eventually win it. But that doesn't mean we must give up. But I think on the woman's side, we have a greater chance because if you look at the team like Nigeria, on the men's side, the physical ability of European players uh, versus African players, the technical uh, and uh, tactical uh, awareness and, and, and competency that they have is still a big gap. But when you come to the women's side, you see that it's not that big. And we must move in there. We must make a strong bet for the Women's World Cup. We must get uh, Africa. Because then uh, we, we will have uh, an additional team in the Women's World Cup. Plus the five, plus the host, the six. And then we'll have a good chance to get into the final stages of, of the World Cup. And are you confident? I mean, you think, I mean, we, we, 2010 was kind of decided for Africa as it should have been by, uh, we could say, a far, far-sighted political decision in the time. Yeah. 10 years before, but is the, is the current FIFA not blinded by commercialism and therefore is South Africa not a little bit disadvantaged? Well, I, I think there is no disadvantage because the reality is the argument at that time is that uh, Europe uh, generates the majority of the revenue, sponsors, uh, broadcast revenue, so that's no longer the case. The biggest economy of the world is not a single European country, it is China. Uh, it's the United States, too. It's India, three. Those are the markets with billion eyeballs. Uh, Africa has a billion eyeballs, passionate about football. So uh, even the, the, the reality of the economic landscape has changed. If you look at who are the sponsors of, of uh, FIFA World Cup now, the Middle East, there's no money in Europe. So I, I think that, uh, and they are closer to, to Africa and South Africa because they see Africa and South Africa as a major market. Uh, if you just look at uh, the current sponsors, even the, the airlines, even the broadcasters, uh, they're no longer the big broadcasters in, in, in Africa. And that's why I think that uh, it's a conversation that we want to have with Supersport because Supersport has a potential to play a bigger role both as a broadcaster and as a promoter of football and women's football in the country. So we, we need to have that conversation to say, but when are we going to have women's football, Hollywood bets on super sport, all of the matches, not the one or two, all of the matches. When are we get Banyana full time? When are we get a women program? Uh, we have programs for the match, for the referee, for what the referee has done, not a single program for women's football. So before we can tell the world what to do, we must fix also what we need to do in our country. So, yeah, I, I think that the World Cup and the Women's World Cup, the pursuit of the Women's World Cup, is a vehicle, is a platform to achieve all those things. Dr. Patrice Matsepe spoke to delegates at the recent successful Kasafa AGM, where he addressed a number of subjects, not least the need for associations to strive for silverware on the continent. Here's what he had to say. There are most probably three points I want to raise, which is very important. And we are in Kosafa, the region that, uh, that all of us come from, that, is, uh, that has made me, made my family. And uh, uh, I have deep historic roots even before we got involved in CAF and even before we got involved in football. And, and I always say whenever I go all over the continent, uh, whether it's in the north or the south or the center of the continent, is that those of us who are from South Africa must never forget 
the, the deep historic ties that we have with every single one of the nations in Africa. Uh, when I traveled uh, with uh, Dr. Nelson Mandela or had many meetings with him, there was always an emphasis that uh, whether it's Zambia, whether it's Botswana, whether it's every single one of the countries, Ekaya, Bagitz, Eswatin, Puntatebare, Baronako, Kolesutu. But every single one of the countries in Kosafa, in Africa, we must always emphasize the deep bond of it. Look, Namibia is on the we must always uh, express our gratitude, but more important, the commitment we have to uh, working together for the future. And of course, uh, in the relation, and also in relation to the focus today is football and the important role that football plays in, in uh, developing the quality of football, young players, both boys and girls, but also the pride and the dignity that our nations get through football. Now, Football in Kosafa, all of us, I always say that before you talk about football in CAF, before you talk about football in Africa, it starts within every member association. So, so that is a test and that is a focus. If football in every member association in CAF is strong, is succeeding, is developing, it's growing, then football in the zone, football in the region and football in the continent will succeed. Now, there's a lot of good work that has been done in many uh, countries. I mean, I've most probably visited uh, 35 to 40 over the last two years. And what I've emphasized both to the head of state, and, and it's interesting because in some countries I've known heads of state for many years, and they've said to me, yeah, in, in a few countries, the leader of football in this country is part of the opposition. So I cannot support or cooperate. And I say, President, my historic relationship with you will continue, but uh, we've got to keep football out of, out of politics. And, and uh, we have to support and make sure that the leadership of football in the country grows and succeeds. And what we have to recognize is an essential part of football development in every country in Kosafa is financial, maybe not even financial independence, but a significant degree of financial uh, ability, capacity. And that's where the partnership with the government is very important, but also the partnership with businesses in every one of our countries that makes a lot of money. And we, the messages that we've passed on is we want the business to continue to do well, but they will do even better if they support the league, support the member association, support football, and we are making good progress. And in many of the countries, we've had private discussions. And what we've done is to give the leadership because where we succeed, the praise must not go to CAF or to the CAF president. Uh, we want the praise to go to the leadership of football in each and every country. So we've, we've, we've done very well in many countries where in private discussions, the money, the support for league, the sponsorship of the league, the sponsorship of football, both amateur and professional. There's been a lot of success and the recognition was given to, to the football leadership and to the football association. Now, we should ask ourselves, when last did uh, one of the CAF countries, sorry, one of the COSAFA countries, when last did we win the AFCON? My memory is it was Zambia. Kamanga, did anybody win before you or after you? Yeah. So, so we should, sorry, I think that they were in Lesotho. Did Lesotho win the AFCON? <laughs> sorry? But we can't even remember that. So many years ago. But it makes us proud. South Africa won, very proud. Zambia won, very proud. When last did we win it? 2012. We Oh, I thought you meant another country other than Zambia. No, it went Zambia 2012. Now, that's an important issue. We shouldn't fool ourselves. Don't separate the capacity of every football nation to have the support of government, both financial, the stadiums. One other problem. How many of the nations here today, how many of your national teams play in your country? Raise your hand. How many of, 
Okay, let me say something else. How many of the national of the members who are here whose national teams play outside their country? Raise your hand. It's it's wrong. It's unacceptable. How can we develop football when the prime, the pride of the nation doesn't play in their country? It's uh, and that's why part of what I've done is to focus on those countries. Swaziland, of course, I've got a deeply Lesotho, Botswana, and Zimbabwe, Mozambique. I mean, every single one. When I went to, I didn't see you. Did you raise your hand because you are playing in uh, in Malawi? You are playing in Malawi. Yeah. Okay. We had such a wonderful meeting. You are playing in Malawi. Very good. I mean, when I was in Malawi, a deep emotional visit for me. Uh, and very proud because a few days afterwards, I was told, why did I say Walter is doing such a good job? I, did, I guess we all have competition and people all want positions. But I was very proud and continue to be proud. And I announced there that we are proud in Kosafa. We are proud in Africa for the leadership that Walter provides. And I can say the same about every single one of you, the ones I've Every single one of you. And that's why it's important that we tell the political leadership, the people in the country, that they should support and that they should be proud as well. You were saying something. You disagree with what I'm saying. Okay. So, so, you know, there are times when we have to draw up plans and there are times when we have to talk very nicely and motivate each other. But there are times when we've got to implement, implement, implement. We need results. We need results. We need results. We can't every year have meetings, whether it's Kosafa or any other zone, and there are good plans, good strategies, good ideas, but we cannot see the financial benefits. We can't see the infrastructure improving in our countries. We can't see the government support increasing even more. I, in, in Namibia, I had the most wonderful meeting. And I can say that about every country I visited. And, and, and that's partly why I started this award of giving a head of state an award. The ones that uh, support football, the member association in their country, give resources, build the stadium, build the pitches, uh, build the infrastructure. Some of them even help with transport for aeroplanes. We, we introduced the school's football competition intentionally because we want young boys and girls to play football. I'm proud of Morocco because African football will only really get the respect in the world when we win at the World Cup. I will never accept that I am from Swaziland. I'm from Lesotho. I'm from I'm from every one of the nations that are here. And my objective is not, you know what? My women's team, my under 17, my under 20, in every nation, whether it's Mauritius or Comor, Seychelles or Zambia, Zambia did very well. Uh, Kamanga, we've got a team in the in the World Cup. Is that correct? The Women's World Cup with limited resources. So, so let me conclude by saying, every one of us, every leader in every one of the Kofsafa nations, we've got an absolutely clear objective and an absolutely clear goal. And I have, there isn't a single country that I haven't been to. And I know the enormous talent, the enormous talent. You know, when we went to, when we went to uh, Cameroon, I mean, you are from Cap Verde. What is the population of Cap Verde? Less than a million. But Cap Verde is a powerful football nation with 800,000 people. I was in, I lived many years in many of the countries. So don't come and tell me I've got 200,000 or 300,000 people. I cannot produce a football nation that will compete against the best in Africa and the best in the world because we know you can. And that's why the issue of the training of the coaches is very important. The issue of training referees is very important. The issue of training VAR operators, it's very important. I must win or lose because 
I'm the best or because the other team is better. Not because of a, of a mistake that was made. And of course, we've got excellent referees, but they're human. So that's why we're going to allocate resources to train VAR operators in partnership uh, with FIFA. There's a good partnership that we announced with Gianni, uh, I think, uh, two years ago in, uh, in the DRC. And so the issue of we need to get our coaches to be trained. We need to make sure that the quality of football in every one of the nations in Africa, in Kosafa, is, is, is absolutely world-class. So I want to conclude by saying that the best way to market football in Kosafa is that Kosafa must win. You know, when I visit the other zones, they talk about big football nations. And when I say, what is a big football nation? A nation that has won in Africa at the highest level. And my job and my duty is to every one of the 54 nations in Africa. And I want to emphasize that part of our focus, part of our commitment, and part of our belief is we are going to produce the best players in Africa. We're going to produce the best players in the world in every single one of our Kosafa nations. And it starts with the young boys and girls. I worked for many years with Johan Crave, many, many years when he was still alive. And I remember he said to me, you know, if you want a Rolls Royce, you must pay me. I'm a Rolls Royce. If you want a Toyota, you can get other people and pay them. So, so we want the best. And it starts, the young people, let them play football whilst they like to. Under 13, under 15. That's why the school's football is very important. And that's why the support of youth football academies, Get the teachers to be more involved in football. Get the coaches of the young boys and girls to be world-class. I mean, uh, a few days ago, we were talking about Asen Wenger. In fact, now that I remember, uh, when I was discussing with Gianni about the Super League, one of the things we emphasized was to get Asen Wenger to come and visit some of the countries in Africa. They've got this wonderful scheme that they've been telling us about, but to visit everyone, to because we have to have schemes, programs to coach the coaches. And football is dynamic. Uh, how we used to play football 10 years ago is not the same now. And we want, we want to make sure that we are amongst the best in the world. That's it for another episode of the Kasafa Show. We'll be back with another one in a fortnight's time. Don't forget you can listen to more of our podcasts on kasafa.tv. Spotify and iTunes. You can also get the latest news via our website at www.kasafa.com and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. <laughs>